In this episode of Talking Heads, Evan and I will be talking to Matilde Collin, CEO and co-founder of Front. Hello, Evan. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you? Oh, that doesn't sound too hungover. How did you do this, uh, this uh, holiday season? You know, we start out so optimistic and uh, and and full of uh, opportunity, and by the end of the year, we're we're just uh, we're just shells of ourselves. So, so, so my my New Year's resolution is not to join a health club for, in January. It's it's just like the worst thing you can ever do. Don't don't join a health club in January. It's like the, the busiest month of the year uh, at those places, and you'll never want to go back. You know, so if you're going to join a health club, join in March. That's that's when they're empty again. Well, the big new thing is virtual reality, you know, training at home with Peloton. I mean, maybe that's sort of a UC application, you know, collaboration and and, and video and audio and uh, remote style workout. The current way of doing that is you work at home and then you go to a gym. Now with things like Peloton, you can work at home and then and then exercise at home. And then the next thing will be doing work and exercise at the same time at home. Right. I can see a split screen where, you know, you have on one hand the Peloton riders and the other you, you have your, your colleague. I, I think there's a big business opportunity there. Let, let's take that out. Oh, we got we got to do that one. So so let's, let's what, what, what do you got on your calendar for uh, for January? Anything coming up in January? Too much going on. I'm at the uh, NRF show. It's a big retail show. So I'm expanding into retail tech. So I no, nothing better to. To focus on right after the Christmas shopping season than retail. That's a that's a nice segue. Retailing is hot, so I'm looking forward to going to that show, and then Mobile World Congress, the annual uh, schlep to Barcelona with a hundred thousand of my closest friends to uh, to spend days walking around uh, uh, you know the show floor there, and um, Hims, which is a big health IT show. So I'm all over the place. It's going to be a wild uh, first quarter. That sounds pretty good. I got I got uh, the most you know in January. I got the uh, I've got I've got Via Engage in Austin. Oh, I must have uh, I must have missed my invite for that. I, I don't know. Uh, no, I don't think so. I I'm I'm pretty sure you didn't miss it. Um, <laughs> and, and then, but I, I got a big trip to Europe too. I'm, I'm going to be going over to uh, uh, Alcatel Lucent Enterprises having a uh, analyst event in Monaco. So I'm going to rent a car and go around the speedway there. You get to go to the best places I, I you know i want to be dave Michael. you know you just rattled off a bunch of great events and you're going to uh, barcelona and then you're like oh but i didn't get to go to monaco it's true i actually have several houses one of which is in monaco so i'm, I'm looking forward to my first trip to monaco i'm, I'm gonna get a tuxedo and i'm gonna go into the casino and i'm and i'm gonna play uh whatever game they play baccarat or whatever it is i don't know how to play it yet but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna bet one of your houses all in just uh, bet black that, that's what i say it, and and then also in uh, in February we've got um, uh, we're going to have an analyst event at Cisco Collaboration. Wow, maybe over video they they could uh, plug in one of their MCUs and uh, broadcast it that way. That would work. Well, that's a great idea. I wonder if Cisco's ever thought about using video for collaboration. Hey, speaking of collaboration, that's today's topic. Today we're going to be talking about the future of collaboration, and it's actually about email. Perhaps you've heard of Front. Front is a team collaboration email application. And today we have with us Mathilde Collin, a native of France and the CEO and co-founder of Front. Welcome, Mathilde. 
Thank you for having me. Uh, let's let's start with uh, just a little bit of demographics. Okay, so so uh, when was Front App or Front founded? So we started the company five years ago, um, 2013 in France, and then we launched the product four years ago, uh, so 2014 in San Francisco. And, and you, you said we started it. So your your partner, uh, Laurent, I believe, he's also from France? He's also from France. He has a French name, indeed. Uh, he also moved back to France and he's my, so my co-founder and he's the CTO of the company. And, and he does the, the technical stuff and you do everything else. Exactly. We're both doing what we're good at. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And... Um, and how many employees does Front have these days? So we just reached 100 employees. Just reached 100. Uh, and I've noticed, I've, I was looking up a few different articles on Front, and every article has some mention of how many customers you have, and everyone is different. It's like the older articles are like, you know, 2,000. Then I found in more recent articles, like 2,200. Then another one is for the 2,500. I saw the most recent article was 3,500. So where are you today? So I looked this morning, we are at 4,296. Wow. Yeah. Okay, these are, these are customers, not seats. Is that correct? Right. It's companies using the product and paying for the product. Okay. So, so the obvious question that we need to get to, uh, now that we've gotten all that stuff out of the way, is, is you provide collaborative email. And, and you know, we, we focus on collaboration very heavily. Um, and we all know in the collab as collaboration professionals, Evan and I, we all know that, that, that email is dead. And so why does somebody start a collaborative email company? Can you help us with that one? Right. So you all know that, but I don't know that yet. So, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so first of all, I, I don't believe that email is dead. Uh, one thing I would say is I think that email for a personal use case, so me emailing my friends might be dead. And I think the, you know, the WhatsApp and Instagram and Facebook of the world will probably replace email. But I think for work, uh, it's not dead. And when you look at the numbers, uh, every year there are more emails that are received and sent. Um, my belief is that the interface that's associated with email is not great, but the protocol itself is great. So when people complain about email, they're not complaining about uh, the protocol, but they're just complaining about the fact that the software that they use every day, which is like maybe Gmail, maybe Outlook, is probably the only software that has not evolved in the past 15 years. Uh, and yet, email wasn't built for businesses or for companies. So uh, you're right to complain about email and to you know wish maybe that it would be dead, but I believe that if made better, then people would love it. So, Mathilde, why, why, have, why have the big collaboration companies like Microsoft and Cisco and Avaya always ignored email? They've always viewed email as a silo, quite separate from collaboration and unified communications. Is that for lack of trying or, or is there something else going on? No, so first of all, I believe that uh, when you're a company like Google or Microsoft and you have a product that's already being used by millions of people, I think sliding, uh, changing the slightest thing in your product is very hard like and i've talked to uh people in each of these teams and you know just changing the size of the font or in, in your subject line will lead to so many users being very upset and so what we do with email where we make it collaborative but we deeply change the workflow you can now comment internally on an email assign a conversation to someone that's a really big change and i think for uh, microsoft or google they would have to create 
a separate product, but this comes with issues, right? Because they already have one product, which is Outlook and Gmail, and so creating another email product is tough. So I do think that it's tricky when you have a product that's already being used by so many users to come with, with a change that's so drastic. So, so let's talk a little bit about what you're actually doing in, in email. And so it's so collaborative email, uh, you're, you are actually sharing your inbox with other colleagues? So the first feature that we built uh, four years ago was this feature of shared inboxes. So the ability to share an inbox within front, which normally people will use it for addresses like support at sales at PR at like anything where multiple people receive the email. Um, and we, we saw that every single company in the world has these shared email addresses and none of them have a really convenient way to deal with these emails and make sure that they're replied in a timely manner and work is not duplicated and nothing falls through the cracks. So um, that's the initial product that we launched. Now, um, four years later, we, for example, any email that we've had together was on front. So I can also collaborate on an email address like Mathilde at frontup.com. Uh, but we, we started with shared inboxes as a wedge to, to enter this market. So, so you've gone from departmental emails to all emails. So you, as a, as a CEO of a business, do you share your email? So I share my inbox with um, a few people in the company, with my co-founder and my assistants. Uh, and then, so my enter inbox, and then I share a few emails with a lot of people. So whenever I want to loop someone in um, on one email that I receive, I can just easily mention this person, which is far more convenient than forwarding an email to someone. Or, you know, if I receive an email and I want someone else in the company to deal with it, I can just easily assign it to someone, which is also more convenient than either forwarding, CCing, or BCCing someone. And when you when you assign an email to somebody, is it actually that you've a, a similar to forwarding it, or is it still in your inbox and there's a side conversation that you've assigned it to? So the good thing about assigning is this conversation now appears in their inbox, but if I want to follow the conversation, I can easily follow it. So the problem when you forward it is you have no control over what's happening with this conversation. So, you know, sometimes you might follow up two days later saying, did you handle it? Versus when I assign it, either I don't want to keep track of it because I trust that the person will do whatever they need to do or it doesn't matter to me, or I want to keep track of it and I can just click on follow and then I'll be notified of everything happening. That, Pretty cool, it's a right? very interesting idea that you're reinventing email. Now, the, the other thing that I find really interesting is that you're not really competing with email at the same time. If I understand it correctly, you see Microsoft Exchange and... Google as more of your supplier or your server, and you're not really trying to displace them if they're in a business. Right, right. So for the moment, we, we're an email client. So our uh, customers will use Google Apps or Exchange, and we're a layer on top of email. So instead of logging into Gmail and Outlook, they will use France. Um, but uh, we, we actually have deep um, integrations with these companies. This is great. So what's your sweet spot in terms of size of team or business unit or enterprise? You know, is it small, medium, large? Is it is it really transparent in terms of the size of the team? I, for example, work in a very small team, uh, including Dave Michaels, who I find it extremely difficult to collaborate with. He's, he's very difficult to work with. Would that help someone in a small group as well as a, you know, big fortune 500? 
Yeah, I mean, so yes, that would help you with Dave for sure. You should try tomorrow. Um, so we work with s- small companies and we work with bigger companies. So we work with uh, Fortune 500 companies, quite a lot of them. Uh, I think the, the funny thing with email is the same product is being used by very small companies today and really big companies. And it's one of the rare softwares that um, where it's the case and there is not a huge uh, feature gap between how a startup of three people will use email and how uh, a Microsoft will use email. Um, now we do have sweet spots. So there are a few industries where front is particularly relevant. So for example, uh, logistics and transportation is an industry where everything is about collaboration and missing one email can cost a lot of money. Um, and there are hundreds of people collaborating on inbound inquiries from people that want to ship things and people, um, that need to ship things. So that's one industry we have a lot of traction in. Another one is travel. So travel, same thing, lots of collaboration happening. The customer experience needs to be fantastic because that's the core of their uh, job. And I think Front helps them deliver a great customer success experience at scale. Uh, we have a lot of companies in the hospitality uh, industry and in the, in the success teams of B2B companies. So these are four uh, examples of uh, teams and industries that we target. But I mean, with thousands of customers, they are all over the place. And, uh, and I think it's because every single company in the world uses email. That's, um, you know, it's, it's an issue because, uh, you know, products like Slack and Microsoft Teams and, and uh, WebEx Teams, um, they often kind of suggest that they're replacing email but none of them actually replace email. That's, that's kind of the catch 22, right? It's a, um, right. It reduces email as the bottom line, but, it, but it's just another inbox. You are actually, you know, got a stronger argument in a sense that you're, you're enhancing something that's not going to go away. Exactly. And, and, and you know, for what it's worth, um, the, the CEO of Slack was one of the first investors in France. So I don't think that if he believed that email was dead, he would invest in an email company. And I think uh, it's a great catchphrase but uh, we all know that Slack couldn't replace uh, how you communicate with your customers, your leads, your partners. And, um, and so I, I think no one really believed that these companies are killing email. So, so speaking of Stuart Butterfield, uh, I was at uh, Slack Frontiers and, and he did a great keynote. He's a very good keynote presenter. Great. And he included in his keynote a little video clip. I don't know if you've seen this of uh, Steve Jobs. Have you seen, you know what I'm talking about? No, I, I um, didn't see it. So, so he had a little video clip of Steve Jobs that was, uh, extol- that was basically praising the value of a shared inbox. And he was talking about how important a shared inbox is in email and how he could solve problems so much more quickly and stay involved. And, and, then, and then Butterfield tried to kind of hijack that as Jobs was describing Slack before its time. But it was actually really more describing front. Exactly. I mean, I will reuse that video. And in my next keynote, I will say the exact same thing that Steve Jobs was this visionary, was this <laughs> front would be. Thank you for the tip. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's go back a little bit over your history here. So, so um, uh, I, understand, I understand front was a Y Combinator graduate. Um, I guess that was in 2014. Is that right? Yes. And, and so... Um, so is the company was started there or did, or did it, was 
What was the sequence of events here? So we started the company in Paris. At that time, we had no idea that we would come here. Starting a company was already like a huge deal for my co-founder and I. So I had never been outside Europe when I started France. So I had no idea I would end up in San Francisco. Uh, but the thing that happened is... The moment we started having just a homepage and a first screenshot of France, and I think the catch uh, phrase was uh, forget about, like inbox for teams, forget about CC, BCC, replaying all forward. And most of the companies that requested access to our product were from the US. Um, and so one day I decided to, so three months after we started, so January 14th, I decided to fly here and just talk to the people that should interest in our product and ask them, what are you interested in? So I flew here for 10 days and I got so much energy uh, because people were really intrigued by what we were doing that I thought I'd rather be in a place where I get so much energy every day. And so uh, I came back to France, applied to Y Combinator, and then we moved with our first employee uh, in May 14, so six months after we started the company. At that point, we had not launched the product, so we launched the product during Y Combinator. So, so you're saying it's depressing to be in France is what your point is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then this year, you managed to get $66 million in Series B funding from Sequoia. Now, this is the really this is the the, the mind boggling part because Sequoia is you know one of these really disruptive investors, uh, Airbnb, uh, WhatsApp, Dropbox. How the hell did you convince them to go invest in email? I mean, I just showed them the products, you know, and I had them talk to customers, and I think it's really changing how people work, and I think they found that exciting. I think you know if they they don't believe that email is dead, so. If a, com- if a company is going to disrupt email, since every knowledge worker uses email, they know that it could be big and they didn't want to miss out on this potential super big opportunity. And that's what happened. And then last year, I noticed you were on the, um, uh, who was it? The, the uh, 30 under 30, uh, Forbes. the Forbes 30 under 30 list. I think you took Evan's spot because Evan didn't make the list that year. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I'm shooting for the 50 under 50, so hopefully uh, I have a year or two left, but congratulations. No, that's fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, will, you, will you be on it again next year, do you think? Uh, I could. You could. Okay, that's the, that's the answer. So what's next? Where, where, do you, where do you go from here? You've created this really compelling experience, and now is it all about go-to-market and partnerships and marketing and sales and... Or is there a next big shoe to drop in terms of features? So, I mean, so I think it's both. Um, on the one end, I think uh, it's time for us to scale our go-to-market. And so one of the things that we're doing right now is working on these verticals where we have a lot of traction and explaining to the world why a travel company could operate so much better with front or why a logistics company. So that's one part of our um, effort right now. And then the second part is, I mean, if you ask me um, what I have in mind in terms of product roadmap, I can tell you that just in my head right now, I have a five-year roadmap. So I think there is just so much that you can improve uh, in the email space from uh, creating more workflows and automation because there are a lot of things that are done uh, manually every day to adding more integrations. I think one of the issues with email today is it's hard to integrate email with softwares that you use so for example a crm or a project management tool or a billing solution or uh, like anything um and three is 
keep being multi-channel. So we started with email, but you know, as you said, email is not the only uh, communication platform that's uh, being used today by businesses. They will use things like text messages. They will use maybe live chat. And so we bring everything in one place and that's a huge part of our vision. So uh, all of that are things that we're working on next year. And then once companies are on board, one of the things that we provide as well, which I think is valuable, is getting analytics on, um, on, on your team. So if you think about any software, most of them have analytics, like you can you know, go to Salesforce and have a report, you can go to Jira and have a report, and really your inbox is the only thing that doesn't get you any information about either the work you're doing or the work your team is doing. So that's also something that we're um, improving. <laughs> One of the big differences we've seen with stream apps like Slack and Teams, et cetera, is that different expectation or degree or different expectation with privacy. And so Evan, you know, an email with my favorite restaurant, and then he forwards that to you. And, and then you tell, then you call me up and say, Hey, I heard your, whatever is your favorite restaurant. I feel like my privacy has been violated. And you know, that was between me and Evan. I sent that email to him, but in, in messaging apps, it, there's that expectation is kind of reversed and, and there's, it's more public. And so you're kind of making email more public, which it's kind of counterintuitive to me. Is that, it, do people have a problem with uh, sharing their inboxes and making their email more public? So, Here's what I believe. So I'm a huge believer that transparency can bring so much efficiency and more engagement. So I believe that transparency is a good thing. And the problem with email is the way it's been designed creates silos. So your inbox is your inbox. And then, you know, when you have, for example, a new employee joining your company, they have a new email address and everything is empty and they have no context. And then someone is leaving your company, same thing, everything is in their inbox. And it's very hard for someone else to take over what they were working on. So I believe that there is too much um, silo within email today. Now, it doesn't mean that everything should be shared. And the thing that we do with Front is to make collaboration and to make sharing emails easier because in many situations, it should be easier. But if you want some privacy, then it's totally possible. And every day I receive emails that I don't want anyone to read because they're private. And Front allows me to do that. One day I'll figure out how to share my uh, Google Calendar. But until then, uh, I will be uh, stuck in a silo. Yeah. Now, now let's talk about, uh, I think it was last, no, it was October. In October, sure. you guys acquired Meeting Bird. That I use, the only, the only app that is more ignored than email in terms of innovation is my calendaring app. I seem to really like uh, these, these uh, technologies that have been kind of forgotten. Exactly. I'm trying to save them. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing because everyone uses calendaring and everyone uses email, obviously. Tell us about your vision a little bit with, uh, with why you acquired Meeting Bird. And and did you know them before? Because I I saw that they were also a, uh, a Y Combinator graduate. So I didn't know them before, but one of the, so uh, we have an open API where uh, either our customers can build on top of, front they can be custom integrations or another company can also build an integration and make it available for our entire customer base and meeting bird did that so they were creating a calendar uh, product and they decided to build a front integration so people could enable it and then have their calendar and their email talking together Um, they launched it and we had a lot of users who loved it and so very soon, uh, thousands of companies were using it. So we 
uh, thought maybe they should join France and we should, you know, fix that problem together. And we did that. So, but, but isn't that what Outlook already does? I mean, Outlook's already got your calendar and email. So what's, what's the innovation besides bringing, what is the bringing together innovation here? So I think there are two things. Uh, the first one is email and calendar can work better together. So today there are two different apps, but I think there are uh, many times where in an email you could schedule uh, an event in a more efficient way or someone is sending you an email with uh, dates suggested and directly from here you can create an event with the people that are in the thread already added to the event. So I think first the, uh, the link between email and calendar can be better, but also calendar in itself could be made better. So when you think about how it's uh, behaving today, like you have this calendar invite where, you know, Evan and Dave and Mathilde are together and now Evan wants to change something and he needs to email all of us because he doesn't have the right to move the uh, invite. And so that's just a lot of extra work that's uh, created. And I think email, uh, email and calendar could be made more collaborative. They could be more integrated with the tool that you use. They could be more automated. Um, and so we see potential both in improving calendar in itself and making it work better with email. So does, does Meetingbird replace a calendar such as Outlook uh, as a client, or is it more of the integration between uh, front and an existing calendar? So right now you can uh, you can have a calendar integration in front and not uh, look at Outlook anymore. And so does that mean that Meetingbird has like mobile clients and and uh, uh, yeah? Yes, because Front has a mobile client. Wow, and and that was only you just acquired them in October. Um, and so is that already done or is that a roadmap issue? Uh, no. So because they had already built a front integration, actually integrating calendar in front was pretty quick. I think we launched, uh, our calendar integration like a few days ago. Wow. You can try it. So tell us about your customers. Are they, are they small businesses? Are they, you mentioned verticals earlier. Are they mostly verticals? Um, how, how are they, how are they finding? Cause I, I've never, I haven't seen, I missed your ad during the Super Bowl, um, and so how how are they learning about about Front and 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 who's who's actually you know I don't need names, but what kind of companies are are buying your services? So uh, how are they uh, discovering us? So the truth is, a lot of our growth has been organic. So you know, I'm I'm doing a podcast like this one, and then we have a few customers that uh, are brought. So thank you so much. I think then people talk about the tool that they're using at work, which is called Front, and they like it. And so then that brings us more customers. Uh, I've, I don't know if you've seen, I, I've been writing uh, a few things online about the future of work and email and collaboration and communication. And I think content is also something that uh, brought customers. Uh, we attend some conferences for the industries I mentioned. Like we go to, you know, trucking conferences and travel conferences. And, uh, and we show how our product has improved the workflow of that industry. Um, so, and, and then on the teams that use us, so usually it will be you know, customer support teams, customer success team, uh, operations team, client service teams. Uh, they will start using our product. And when, we, when Front is being used in a company, what we recommend is one team should start using it usually because they have a shared inbox with incoming inquiries and they need a better way to manage that SQL. So then we have one team using it. And from there we expand to other teams. And so learning and expanding. 
sounds like you're uh, you're emulating the Slack model. I don't know where you got that idea. That that must have been. I know, right? Amazing. I mean, yeah. learning from the best. Reinvent, reinvent Twitter direct messaging next. That would be my. Uh, Going to expand into social. Yeah, we actually already do. So you can add a Twitter account, a Facebook page already on front, and then whenever people are tweeting or sending you direct messages or writing something on your Facebook page, you can collaborate as a team. Oh my God, you had me. You had me at Twitter. I'm, I'm just. <laughs> is your product a service, or is it really just a software client you load and license? Uh, it's a software client that you uh, can download. You, we have a desktop application, a mobile application, or a web application, or an iPad application. Um, and then when people sign up, they pay a price per user per month. So depending on the number of people within the company that have a login and a password. And so then back to what you were saying earlier, you usually start with a department or a function, and then it tends to grow. Do you have any of your customers, uh, well, I'm sure smaller ones, but do you have any of any medium-sized customers that have gone 100% to, to front? Yes, we do have uh, some company-wide deployments, and it's actually a metric that we track in the, mes- in the business uh, to make sure that. But it's, it's never something we recommend right away. It first, use the product for one team, and then you can think about adding other teams. Just, just, just one question, Mathilde. On a personal note, you're um, obviously French. You're a woman in tech which is kind of a big deal these days as a founder. Um, uh, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, when are you having lunch with uh, Macron? He's, he, you seem like you'd be a poster child for, for the kind of startups and innovation that uh, he's looking to, uh, to nurture. Is that, is that uh, you're going to make a big uh, return to France at one, one point? And, uh... I don't know. Two fun facts. The first one is, uh, so you know, during the election, like the French election, uh, Macron and so the party was en marche, uh, actually used Front for all their email communication. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. And so, I mean, if he's elected now, it's partly our fault or, or like for, for better or worse, <laughs> like he did use it. And almost every party in France used Front for the, for the political campaign. So that was great to see. And then um, the second thing is he did invite me to have lunch with him. Um, but unfortunately, I had to be in San Francisco. So um, I hope I will in the future. Uh, but you know, you turned down lunch with Emmanuel Macron. Wow, this is very impressive. Yeah, but but you know, we, uh, we, we opened an office in Paris at the beginning of the year. And uh, I, I find that four years after I was in France, uh, now the ecosystem there is is really great. So I'm I'm very happy. I, I I will spend a lot of time in France next year and across the two countries. And I think both um, are great places to start companies. Let's ask a couple standard questions. Uh, the, the the or the well, one standard question. And and the the question is uh, personally, not business. What is your next big spend going to be? You've got you're saving up money. You're planning on a big purchase. Uh, what is it going to be? I mean, so I just got married a month ago, so I don't have any money left now. That's the issue. So a divorce is the answer. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully not, uh, but it will be, a, you know, it will be a plane ticket to go to France. Did, did you marry a Frenchman? Yes. Uh, very good. Congratulations. Very nice. Thank you. Okay. Anything else, uh, Evan? No, this has been fabulous, and I look forward to uh, being a customer. Thanks very much. Having me.
some kind of conversation. Bye.